Welcome back to the Apprentice One to One podcast. I'm your host, Mark Allison, and today we're going to have a, a chat around wall chasing and the excitement that's involved with that. Um, this is off the back of the little rewire, se- rewire series I've got going on over on YouTube, where I've kind of broken down elements of a rewire that you'd find in a domestic setting to include some of the, the key parts from it. And I've had a number of questions come back about chasing and some of the techniques involved and I thought it'd be a nice place to kind of cover it. I know some of the um, demonstrations are better more on a visual basis and if you want to see some of that it is, I think it's episode one of the Rewire series where we cover um, the wall chasing side of things but it is mentioned in um, in the other wider episodes as well so if you're wanting to see a demonstration of some of this gear in use go and check those out um, and there's a loads of other content as well that the uh, much more famous youtubers have put out there showing all these various um, techniques and ways you can approach things so that the stuff on channels such as tom nagy's nick bundy's um, cjr's uh, artisans and then obviously you've got gary hayes as well who's demonstrated while chasing um, in a classroom and then if you want to see me have a go at it on my little channel but getting into the, the the first aspect of it and it's the same with any kind of activity in the electrical installation area is safety so you must make sure you've got the right PPE and the right equipment for the job um, however you're going to approach it so you need uh, your face masks um, your, your glasses your ear defenders your gloves um, and make sure that the environment you're working in is suitable as well so obviously if you've got um, noisy SDS guns in use and your ear defenders on you're not going to be able to hear much of what's around you so other people working in the building as well need to know that that, that work's taking place also with your extraction as well that you've got a plan in place for that so you can collect up all the dust as safely as possible uh, and that's one of those where you should avoid sweeping if you can uh, people have mentioned before about using paper suits and things I'm not a massive fan of those because of a couple of reasons one, um, they're really, really hot to work in and they split very, very easily, um, kind of reducing the benefit of them. And you still you still need to remove them and that dust can still get onto your clothing. So the way we, we approach that particular issue, obviously when you've been doing chasing, however careful you are with your extraction, a bit of dust does always escape and can get on your clothes, is to make sure that you give um, your colleague a hoovering down with your Class M hoover to try and get as much dust off them as you possibly can uh, before they remove any of the PPE and that way you're reducing your exposure to an absolute minimum as far as possible. So yeah, safety first with all of this stuff and your employer, if you're an apprentice working in the domestic area carrying out rewires should have that stuff in place for you and if they don't it's worth having that discussion with them to, to make sure that it can be provided. Um, once you've gone through all of that, it's basically deciding the, the method you want to use. So, I mean, you can, if you, if you so wish, still use a hammer and bolster chisel, so you can go at it manually. Um, it, it does work, it is effective. Gary has got a video on his GSH channel of him doing just that into um, plaster. And, you know, whilst for, for the odd one-off chase, um, it's maybe not such a big deal. If you've got a whole house to do, it seems slightly bonkers that you wouldn't make use of power tools to help help you achieve uh, a chop out because you know by hand it's just an absolute killer both on the body and on your mind um, you know it's monotonous but you can do it so if you want to go and grab the bolster and um, give it a good whack I always say go down the sides first and, and open your chase up and your box shape and then break it out into smaller sections 
and try and ensure you keep it as smooth on the back as you possibly can because that will help you when you come to install your cables and whatever type of containment you want to put over them such as oval tube or capping. Uh, but the more traditional way we use now is to, to utilize power tools and there's still a few varying techniques of doing that. Um, one of my favorite methods at the moment is to utilize um, a multi-tool or a thin, uh, whatever you want to call it, with uh, an oscillating blade in. You can get the tile cutting blades that are specific for the job where you can cut out the plaster to form the shape of the box and the and the chase if you wish. Or you can just use an old wood bit. We have, we have loads of those that have blunted off over time and we just keep them to use on cleaning out plaster box cuttings. Um, so you can use that it will even cut into the face of the brick a little bit. Um, you've just got to be a little bit careful because the blades will soon overheat and crack and misshape if you start trying to cut bricks with them. But generally it's to form the shape of a socket or light switch box. So you would use that to mark the box out and then cut the, the shape as deep as the plaster and then you know you've got that um, as nice as you can to save any patching and filling later on. Um, and then you can attack the brick or the block or whatever's behind it with your SDS gun with a good chisel bit on. And if you look on the video we had, we've got the DeWalt SDS carbide tip chisels. Uh, they're really hard to get hold of now. I've not seen any for sale anywhere for a long time. There is the new version of, of SDS, I can't remember what you call it. And there is a, uh, a DeWalt chisel of the same variety in, in that style, but it's like a hundred quid a go. And ours were nothing like as expensive in SDS Plus. So I'm not sure exactly what's happened there, but. Um, Armeg do one that's very similar with the carbide tips as well that are about £30 and that's the comb toothed ones and they're really really good for removing brick um, as, as easily as possible without uh, totally destructing them because one of the worst things that can happen when you're chopping out is that you go into a brick and it'll explode on you and then you've got to either um, put some bonding around your box as you fit it into the wall to kind of set it or, or try and resin a box into the wall or something because there's just nothing to get a fixing in so if you can be a bit more careful at first fixed stage whilst it might take a little bit longer um, and once you get into the routine of doing it i really don't think it does take any longer uh, but it will save you time later on faffing around and having to mess about so it's worth um, being careful at the smashing and bashing stage so yeah you can do that cut the shape out with a firm blade and then go in with the sds and one of the key points to make is look after your corners uh, one of the newbie mistakes a lot of people make when they're trying to fit the back box in, they'll offer it up and it won't quite go in right. And the initial reaction is to chase deeper, so they can start going in deeper and deeper. But the corners still haven't been cleaned out and they put it back in and it's exactly as it was before. And before you know it, you've gone far too deep into the wall. So it's to, to actually look around the edges of the box, make sure you're cleaning your corners out um, and the tops and the bottoms. And the way I tend to do it is I will chase in all around the edge, fairly straight onto the brick. Um, to try and get to the depth I'm trying to achieve if it's a 35mm box or, or whatever and then break it into small rectangles by just offering a, a chased line with the SDS gun in across the um, back box shape and then to go in a parallel angle along the wall and break that out as best you can in those small shapes um, so if you've got those small rectangular blocks they will break off nice and flat usually um, and then to look at your corners and clean them out and try and get that um, nice smooth back on so when you put your box in it should uh, slip right in and be pretty flat to the brick that's left in the wall so you've got a good way of fixing it and it's going to be flush square and level because again you're making it more awkward later on in the job if you've got a box that's not quite flat on the wall or it's off 
um, level to the horizontal. Um, you know, you've got to be as careful as possible to get the right result as early on. So it's all in the preparation at the initial outset that will make the job easier later on. Uh, another way of going about it is to use what's called stitch drilling. So that's where you can, again, mark the box on the wall and stitch drill with a, a small drill bit. I typically use a 6 or 8 mil SDS bit and just go inside the line with the outer edge of the drill meeting the line itself all the way around and then kind of shotgun the middle in a, a sort of roughish pattern to, to break it up. And again, if you mark on the drill bit the depth you're trying to cut into the wall to and only go that deep, when you then swap over to your SDS bit, and again, I'll go all the way around the edge with the SDS bit, and this is demoed in the videos on the YouTube channel, and then break it up in those um, vertical lines again with a horizontal line through the middle, and then again, parallel to the wall, break it out. And because you've done the, the stitch drilling and the, the drilling across the middle of the box, it should come out relatively easy, and you're giving yourself a better chance of the brick not exploding on you because you're not whacking into large parts of it and splitting it apart as a whole. You know, It should come apart in smaller pieces, which will help you get a better finish later on. Uh, the chases themselves, and again, there's different methods of attacking that. You can go down the outside edge with a fane and break it out with a chisel bit. You can get the scoopy bits if you want. I tend to just use those for the small socket runs that drop down behind the skirting boards. So they're the little scoops, and again, there in the video. If you want, you can use an angle grinder, and again, it's really important that you um, use extraction on those. They're good extractors, so class M and make sure that they've got an extraction rate that can handle the machine that's in use, otherwise you end up in a dust-filled tsunami. Um, often people think it's the guards on the tools that are letting the dust escape, but really it's because the hoovers or extractors they're using can't keep up with all the dust that's been formed by the machine. Um, so that's well worth keeping uh, mindful of, that it's all in the extraction you put in place. So if you are going to use an angle grinder, again, you can go down the lines at each side and then break out the middle of your chase. You can use that on the back box as well. You can use a grinder. So if you've got especially hard, hard bricks, um, we often do that. So again, you'd cut the outer shape with a grinder and you'll get a bit of overshoot where the blade doesn't quite go deep enough um, when you've met the edge of the, the line, if you, if you know what I mean. So if you, you go past it to get deep enough, you end up with a mark in the wall. Um, so if this is something um, where you're trying to get it in without damaging the existing decoration, it's not really an option. But if it's a, um, a renovation job and you know there's going to be skimming taking place in the room, it's often quicker to just get the grinder on it, cut the shape out of the box, break it up into smaller pieces with a grinder, and then go along it with the SDS gun to break it all out. Um, also, if you want to, you can use a chasing machine. Uh, Nick Bundy's covered that loads on his channel with a Metabo wall chaser with that fancy blading that will eat the actual material, so there's no breaking anything out. It actually um, cuts a clean shape out of the wall, um, and it all goes straight into the dust extractor. So you're limiting all of your cleaning up. There's nothing to break out and tidy up. Uh, and you can use that to, to set your chase up the wall so you can set your width and your depth. And you can also use it to do your back boxes as well. And again, you just have that overshoot where you're coming past the, the edge of the box to get the right depth in the corner and the sides. Um, but it will take a bit of the wall away from the, the socket front out as well. So that's something to be mindful of that there is going to be patching around your socket fronts if you use that technique. Um, we tend to cut our boxes out as neatly as possible with a, a fane and then you know break out to the right depth using an SDS gun. That's the, the method we use first and foremost unless we've got really hard bricks and then we'd use the chasing machines to open up the actual drops to the sockets and light switches and we've got the um, DeWalt 
FlexVault cordless chaser and the Titan chaser as well, just the cheap and cheerful twin blade ones. The reason we use those and not the full eat the wall out jobbies is the the blades on those don't seem to last very long and at over a hundred pounds a time it's not really worth it on a domestic job for the benefits you get from that blade in our opinion. Um, we just use the twin blades, really good extractor, make sure no dust escapes and then break out the large clumps with a little SDS gun and um, get that in a rubble sack. And the blades that you would use because they're kind of cutting head on, down the, if it makes sense that the, the uh, Metabo blades kind of offer an angle across itself if that makes sense to open and eat out the wall and if you just look at the amount of material that you're using you can see exactly why the blades would wear down faster you know it's a natural byproduct of cutting more material than just a twin blade that cuts straight up and down they're going to last a lot longer they're a lot cheaper to buy in the first place and um, yeah for domestic rewires that's our approach obviously um, if you want to limit dust and cleaning and tidying up if you're on an occupied rewire uh, a budget allows you know those blades are absolutely fantastic from what i've seen and um, i know nick raves about them so you can limit any of your exposure to, to dust with the right extraction system and those blades in a wall chaser so that's another way of going about it and um yeah the, the main main part of it is is to build up your technique slowly uh, as i've said there's some really basic and simple mistakes lots of people make and when you're not used to working power tools and you're just coming into the industry as an apprentice uh, and you're wanting to impress your boss, sometimes that enthusiasm can take over. And before you know it, with the best intentions, you've, you've made a problem in trying to do the job that wouldn't have been there if you had taken your time and had that bit of, bit of knowledge and foresight that you, know, you can't expect people to have, but sometimes it's taken as a given by certain employers. So it's well worthwhile having a little look on YouTube running through some of the different videos that are on there, explaining how you would chase into a wall and trying to get a bit of mentorship from other people who are out working in your company or on site, just to see if they can show you a few and you can observe them doing it. Um, and then away you go, really. And, and again, make sure with the SDSs, if you can use the ones with the anti-vibration handles, that makes a big difference, that you're not using them for too long because you can get um, injuries into your, your hand itself from the vibration of the tool itself so to be mindful of all of that and make sure you have appropriate brakes to limit um, that from being a, a safety issue for yourself and and yeah just take your time um, have a bit of care in the workplace try and keep as tidy as you can at all times because the other thing that you can do is you know chase one socket box out then go do another one and think I'll just do this one and then before you know it you turn around with there's piles of rubble everywhere and it's all been spread and blown about the building the best way of doing it is to have a little um, tub with you that you put all of the the rubbish into a rubble sack straight away as you're going along and clean up as you go because the less time that dusts around the work site the better the sooner you get that bagged and out of the way the less prospect of it being disturbed and blown around and causing an issue for yourself or other people so keep clean and tidy as well uh, and yeah just have a bit of confidence with the power tools build up your your um, confidence slowly get the techniques in as i said look after your corners try and keep the the back of the the brick that you are the block that you're chasing smooth and flat that's that's a key thing it makes it a lot easier when you come to fix your back box to the wall and also to break out enough around your your grommet where your cables are going to enter or your, your conduit or whatever you're using in the wall itself that it can actually get into the knockout because that's another thing that can um, catch apprentices out that you chase the shape out perfectly of the box fit it into the wall but there's no way to get access to any of the knockouts in it 
um, because you haven't opened up at the top of the, the chase, if that makes sense. You might have to, rather than just remove the plaster, you've got to remove a bit of the block or brick as well so you can get in um, to the actual accessories back box. So that's a little tip there to make sure you watch out for that. And um, yeah, if you do get a, a brick that explodes, don't worry about it. It does happen to the best of us. Sometimes it's totally unavoidable, especially in old buildings. You can have plaster in old Victorian houses that's so dry when you even tap on it, big clumps of it fall off. So you can have the best intentions with your fan and your angle grinder. And, and then this, immediately as you start trying to chop into the wall, whole clumps of plaster fall off. And that, that's just unavoidable. It's the nature of old buildings and renovation. And that's why your PPE is so vital because, you know, that kind of stuff, you don't know what's in it and what it might do to you. So, yeah, make sure you are taking your safety seriously and trying to ensure you give yourself the best protection you possibly can. And, um, yeah, um, if you do have that situation happen, there's a few ways you can tackle it. As I said, one is you can have a little bonding that you would mix up. Uh, you can set that into the, the hole and breakout that you've had and then fit the box into that. And as it dries, it will grab hold of it and um, form, as it is, a very secure fixing with that box into the wall. You'll do well to get it out without any plugs and screws. But a technique I use and other people have shown as well is if you push the, the wall plugs into the wall, um, you will actually get them into the bonding itself while it sets. So you've no need to drill it. And then you just need to pop the screws in once it's set and you get a good fixing that way. Um, other people I've seen tackling it using resin, so that's that real stinky stuff, the two-part resin that you can get, uh, and that goes off really quickly, so if you're wanting to get a box in the wall and sorted, you can use that, and then obviously patch around um, any of the damaged brickwork mm -hmm. as best you can. And yeah, I think that kind of that covers some of the, the best tips I've got for you to do with chasing. As I said with these things, it's always best in visual format, I think. So if you want to head over onto YouTube, I'll pop a link in the description of this podcast to my channel. Loads of other content on it as well that's well worth checking out and, and seeing what you think. Um, and yeah, just have confidence in yourself. Make sure you're getting the right support with your PPE and your training. Um, a lot of the questions that have, have come in off the back of the YouTube video through social media are all um, you know, fairly warranted. They, they, they are questions I would have once asked as well. And it's nice to, to get a bit of support and guidance from someone who's been there and done it and just the confidence to carry on that sometimes when you're, you're trying to make omelette, you've got to break eggs and um, keep yourself as safe as you can while you're doing that. But yeah, just, just develop the skills and technique you're going to need to be able to do it. Um, yeah, that's my best advice on all that. I hope you enjoyed listening to my rambles on chasing out of a wall. I hope it was of some help and has um, given you a bit of insight and idea on the best way to approach it obviously this is this is aimed at apprentices i'm not trying to insult electricians and say i'm teaching you all how to chase walls out it is stuff you develop with experience and as you move along in your career it becomes one of those jobs you do every single day without even thinking um you know we can i actually quite enjoy it i enjoy chasing out it's quite good therapy sometimes just to get the smashing and bashing gear out and make holes in walls and uh, cause a bit of destruction certainly when you're um a bit stressed and wanting to to relieve some of that it's a nice way to do it um some people actually hate first fix they detest it and they prefer second fix and you know that's just the individuality of us all i enjoy a good first fix and um, these tips might help you enjoy it as well so thank you all for listening i will catch you on the next one have a brilliant day and see you all again soon